Hello and welcome to Conversations with Clearbell, your UK real estate specialist. This is a brand new monthly podcast bringing you bite-sized conversations, insights and opinion from on-the-ground leading experts. In case you didn't catch our first episode, I'm Iona and I work in the Investor Relations and Communications team here at Clearbell. We kicked off the launch of our podcast with a discussion on the rising interest rates and the impact this might have on the real estate industry and wider market. If you missed it, all our episodes are available on our podcast channel. Today, I'm going to be handing over to Rob West and Rob Cole, fondly known in the office as Westy and Coley, for a special bonus episode, debriefing on all things MIPIN. Westy is one of our partners, and Coley is our investment manager, and both are responsible for the acquisitions across our funds and separate mandates. For those who don't know, MIPIN is one of the biggest real estate events in the annual calendar, which sees over 25,000 people journey to Cannes in France. Over to you, Westy and Coley. So, Coley, um, as we were discussing earlier, I first went to MIPIN in the last millennium, uh, and I've been a few times since. But um, how was it for you first time? Was it what you expected? Yeah, it was It was what I expected. I mean, there's lots of lots of blokes in seats is how I'd probably describe it. Um, sitting on the really closet. It hasn't moved on much. It, it has moved on. So there has been some progress in that respect. So I've been told that the the, the gender balance is, has changed slightly, but it's still predominantly a lot of men in suits. Um, and still suits as well. I thought maybe post-COVID people would be a bit more relaxed. Few more jeans, a, few cu- more a couple of jeans, even maybe some trainers, but predominantly taking a step back here's just men in suits. Trainer, trainers are a good idea. The amount of walking up and down the croisette you do, the amount of lengths, trainers would definitely make a difference. Yeah, I took I actually took some uh some brown shoes and never wore them. <laughs> Cutting my a, a dash in style as always, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Men in suits still, but what about um, the the general atmosphere? Was it was it a positive? Was the sun shining? Was everyone feeling good about life? Yes, I mean it was it was pretty good weather overall. I think Nick, um, obviously Nick Berry came as well, and he said there's one year when it rained, which was terrible. Um, but overall, it was it was pretty sunny. Uh, I even put some sun cream on at various points, so sun did make an appearance, um, and it was yeah, it was. I mean, everyone's I think probably quite pleased to be there. It's something about being on the coast with a good bit of sunshine, decent weather, and just just relaxing a bit, not having the hustle and bustle of London. Something that's a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more relaxed than the usual. And I guess after an absence of two years, it's just nice, and all the COVID lockdowns and the changes that we've had to make to our lifestyles, uh, it's just great to be seeing people again, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, and face-to-face meetings, obviously no talk of this team stuff. So it's all face-to-face, a couple of lunches as well. You know, there's 12 people on a table. Um, there's no mention of COVID at all, actually. No face masks. Um, no face masks. No, didn't, uh, not even on the flight on the way back. It's all completely stopped, actually. Um, but it was, yeah, I think it's people just wanted to to relax a bit and have, have a good time. Um, there were, yeah, probably some people are having more of a good time than others. Um, but it was... 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't probably as busy as other years. So apparently it is usually, as, as I said, it's my first time, but apparently it's a little bit busier. And there's about 20,000 people this time around. Usually it's about 30,000. But that was that was really enjoyable, though. So it wasn't too busy. It wasn't like you're diving into crowds left, right and center. You can move maneuver a bit. Um, you get the events weren't too busy. It wasn't like you walk into a room full of people and you're fighting your way through to the to the bar. You can sort of maneuver a bit. But again, also it meant that some of the events were a bit quieter. So you didn't know as many people as you might do. Um, which maybe was a slight drawback. Yeah, I think sometimes smaller events can be more productive in a way rather than people are often a bit more forthcoming uh, yeah. at one-to-one or in a smaller group than they are in a, uh, in a, in a big group. Um, good that It's good that you enjoyed yourself, but, but you weren't just there for fun. Uh, and maybe no. every year, and I think this year is no different, but it's always a case of those that go uh, spend the next two weeks justifying and saying how important, how valuable it was. <laughs> and all those that don't go say, no, complete waste of time. I was much better off staying in London and having a day at Cheltenham uh, and all that. <laughs> um, so what did you find it productive? Yes, I did. I think it was very useful to meet some of my peer group um, in other firms. So I've got a couple of breakfasts coming up from people I met at Mippen. Um, a couple of people have reached out. I've actually walked past a couple of people on Oxford Street already that I met at Mippen. Um, it's yeah, it's been good for general networking, um, not so, and then also with agents as well. So I've met a couple of agents out there that I didn't really know, uh, and obviously developed um, more of a relationship with them as well. Uh, but this year it was really the uh, sort of client side personnel that were there as opposed to agents. That's interesting. I mean, not wholly good. I think it's a good it's good yeah. for, for for those of us on the side of business that we're on to be able to see lots of agents. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's lot lawyers are always the interesting ones because uh, um, they they don't add so much in terms of deals uh, as agents do, but they do tend to be quite generous in their hospitality. Yeah. So uh, it's always nice to see the lawyers down there too. Were they there in force or entertaining hard or not? Not not, uh, not as much actually. I I went for a dinner with an insurance broker actually from uh, with a guy I used to work with who were. Uh, and most people there were, or everyone there was obviously property related and met some good people there. But the lawyers weren't really entertaining as, as much as apparently they used to. Um, and it's so there's one uh, legal firm who normally have about 20 people there. They had six people there this year. So they've certainly scaled it back. In fact, there's a rumor going around that, that you and Nick had to put your hand in your pockets at some point and entertain. We did, yeah. Six of us. I mean, that's slightly unheard of. And we took two law firms out as well. So roles have really reversed. Really hard times. Yeah. Um, but we took we met um we took an agent out as well and someone from DHL. So we managed to sort of square the circle, get a full complement of people there. Um, and in terms of cost benefit, both in terms of financial cost, but also cost to you of basically being out of the office for a week. Yeah. How, how do you feel that? That, that squared off? Well, I think um, although you're out of the office, you're just still on email. So I didn't feel I was too far removed from what was happening in the office. Um, there was, I mean, there's one lawyer, one of the lawyers we took out on Wednesday evening, um, he was actually emailing at 2 a.m. after our meal that I thought was a pretty good effort from him. Um, but it's, you're never too far removed. And obviously, if something happens, um, you're able to respond pretty quickly. Um, Everyone. I always think it's quite good, actually, to be in the middle of a deal because yeah. it gives you something to do in the quiet moments. It makes you look busy. It's often yeah. something to talk about. You feel more 
you feel more engaged. Uh, and I think that that helps um, in terms of the way you you project a positivity to people you're, you're you're talking to, and a lot of it is is about coming across uh, in that way when you're trying to inspire people to want to work with you. Yeah, uh, then it's good to be be seen to be active. Yeah, and as you said, there are a couple of quiet moments. So when you're going in between meetings, um, as you say, yes, it's good to. I mean, my quiet moment was probably on Tuesday afternoon when I first arrived. So I went I went around the bunker. Um, there's, you can see why it's called the bunker is it's enormous. Um, and I had a look at some of the stands there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how often people do that, but it's interesting to go and have a little browse of what's going on. I think good to do as well before you've got a hangover. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absorb a bit more yeah. from that from the stands. Uh, and, and, and that air quality doesn't doesn't get any better through the. <laughs> no, it certainly doesn't. It sounds like it's a bit more subdued in terms of the uh, the more extravagant parties, both on. Uh, along the croisette on the beach and uh, and on the boats. Um, did you manage to get a float at all? I did get a float on uh, Tuesday evening for a bit. I'm not I'm not a massive fan to be honest with you. It's, you stood on the top deck for a half an hour. And it sways a lot. It's all a bit confusing after a couple of drinks. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and on boats as well. They're quite um they're quite narrow as well. So you can't you get many people per deck. So um, there's certainly an experience to get on one, but I wouldn't want to spend four hours entertaining on top of a boat because I think yeah, the sea legs might desert you by the end. Uh, I always enjoy the boats. I've never, never felt particularly seasick um, um, stationary but, in the harbour at Cannes. I think, I think it's probably your, your trips down to Cornwall that um, <laughs> put you in a good set. So I think often when I come back from Ipping, there's, a, there's an overriding theme. There's a sort of something that dominates the whole time down there and often you know it's it'll be what's been hot what people expect to be doing uh in the next few months and what what really the trends for the year and often it sort of sets the scene a little bit or really reflects what people are thinking um did you come away with any particular overarching theme for the next nine months i mean the theme of MIPIN this year was esg um which we saw on the way there or the travel there and back so instead of getting a plane some people got a boat so they sailed down uh some people got a train um i understand that the train back is uh not a great experience after a week in, week in mippin nor is nice airport on, no. on a friday morning no um also strangely they have two flights going back to london all about 15 minutes away from each other. So everyone who's been to Mippen congregates in the same area. A lot of, uh, a lot of heads down and eyes to the floor. <laughs> Try yes. not to bump into too many people, you know. I do remember that feeling. Um, but yeah, the ever- overriding thing was ESG. Obviously, that's, that's big already in London, so it's not a new theme. Um, but it's about how people can respond um, to the environment and improve. Um, I mean... Yeah, there are there are more as we touched on it earlier, but there are more women going to Mippin. Um, so that, what, that's what sort of percentage do you think in terms of the delegates down there? I mean, it's still going to be <clears throat> maybe fifteen percent, maybe even twenty on a good day. But it's not much higher than that. Um, did you feel there was a difference between the UK delegates and European delegates in terms of gender balance? I didn't spend much time with the European. Um, delegates, my my um, my French is a bit average compared to, compared to my English, so I sort of stayed away. Um, but it was, oh, I, it was broadly the same, I'd say. Did it feel international? 
Yes, it did feel very international. Um, when you walk, when you're walking past people in the street, they are speaking English, but obviously it's, it's not their native tongue. So you do, and they dress. I think they dress a bit, probably a bit more extravagantly than than some of the UK uh, people do. Um, but he, I think that the Brits seem to stick in the same areas. So a lot of time was spent in Barrosa, Baroma, even, and that's obviously that the UK hub. Um, but it is if you if you wander down through the bunker, there's lots of stalls for, for Poland, France, Germany, that sort of thing. So it is obviously by nature a, a very international uh, conference. And how about visitors from across the Atlantic? Was there a, a US or Canadian presence? Yes. Yeah, so um, again, walking through the streets, you you would hear a couple of American American um, twangs, but none that I spoke to. Was, yeah, my my time there was really sort of UK focused rather than going to international. So a final question, Cody. Yeah. Will you be going again next year? I hope so. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Clearbell. If you like this podcast, you can receive a notification on your device every time an episode is released by clicking the subscribe button. If you have a topic that you wish to be discussed or you want more information on a previous subject, you can email at conversations at clearbell.com. The next podcast will be brought to you next month.